Welcome to Two Pete's in a Podcast, where we will talk about child health from birth right away through to adolescence, dealing with issues of illness, development, and everything else that is of importance. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Two Pete in a Podcast. This is Season 2, Episode 19. With me, I have Simon Strawn. Hello again. Hi, everybody. Right, so today we were thinking, let's move a bit further down the respiratory canal. So we've just done the sinuses. In our previous podcast, we did the throat and the mouth. So let's move a bit beyond that and have a look at the vocal cords. And there's a nice word, nice description of something called croup. That we're going to be talking about today. Simon, what is croup? Laryngotracheobronchitis? LTV? Correct. <laughs> so I think th- those are important things to unpack. But to start with, just that loose word croup means that you have a virus that has infected your respiratory tract and it is starting by infecting your voice box or your larynx, causing laryngitis. Now in adults, we appreciate that because you can't hear people when they speak because they lose their voice. I mean, people's voices go hoarse and you can't hear them. It's because they've got laryngitis. In children, because the airway is so narrow, and in fact, in children, the narrowest part of the airway is not actually the voice box itself or the larynx itself. It's actually just below that. So anything in children that causes slight swelling of that area is going to cause quite a big obstruction to airflow. So that when that happens in children, not only do their voices go hoarse, but their breathing goes hoarse. And they develop that sound we call stridal, which is that really rough sound when you hear when you breathe in and breathe out, that sound that you hear. That's called stridal. So croup is that. Croup is a viral infection causing swelling of the vocal cord areas to start with that causes that sound called stridal because of slight swelling of the and narrowing of the airway, and it causes that typical barking cough. Like a seal pup. Off, off. Yeah, exactly. And it's important to note that this might develop over a few days, but it might happen acutely. Yes, yeah, so it'll start very often with a, a snotty nose. You may, oh, yes. You know, sometimes you may think, well, something's coming on. Mm. Baby's got a bit of a snotty nose. So but my, very often it happens, as you said, acutely. Yeah. And that's typically between 10 at night and 2 in the morning. Well, so Simon actually received a call from me about three weeks ago because my son was feeling a bit warm at 7 o'clock at night and at half past nine he woke up with croup. No signs to suggest it before that, but he woke up with croup, literally going <coughs> and crying. Uh, yeah, so it was a nice phone call and nibs and everything and load shedding, thank you. <laughs> anyway, so, <laughs> yeah, and then three days later my daughter started. She went to bed at night, completely fine, and two hours later, barking cough. So it happens very quickly. And when it does happen, if you've never seen it before, you are going to be scared. Because you're going to realize that uh, your child's not breathing right. And you're worried that they're not getting enough oxygen. That's right. And you you don't know how quickly it's going to progress. I think even as I, I as a parent, when my children were young, I was caught out by one of my children who started to develop creepy sounds at about 6 o'clock in the evening. And I was like, oh, don't worry, I can handle this. And by midnight, I was beside myself because I'd realized I almost <laughs> missed the boat here. Yes. Uh, thankfully, she's fine. <laughs> and yeah, I, yeah. I didn't end up with as bad, worst parent of the year. There's a bit of PTSD. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so let's take that. So now you do that. You wake up and your child has got this 
noisy breathing, barking, brassy cough. Your child may well have a really streaming nose, and they're generally quite agitated, and they're mm. really feeling uncomfortable. So what do you do in that situation? So I think the, the thing is to understand that in the process of this croupless laryngitis, the, uh, the first sign of concern is when you hear that the obstructed breathing, not necessarily the barking cough. The barking mm. cough is just the, the sign something's happening. Yeah, that the vocal cords are getting a bit more yeah. rough and swollen. And I think the simplest way to handle this, we'll, we'll tell you what you can try and do, but when do you go, I need to get out of here and get my child to hospital? And that is when your child is sitting calmly, as calmly as you can get them at that time, and you can hear when they are breathing and they are calm, if you can hear that, if you hear that obstruction when they're calm, go to hospital. Yeah. So I had a child last week mm. that had that. She was literally in casualty and she was sitting and she was having restricted breathing. Yes. So she had long in, like long breathing in and long breathing out. With that noise. With that With noise. Stridal, yes. Yes. Which is very different to wheezing where they can breathe in easily, but they breathe out very long. Yes. And that's a different sound. Remember the yes, wheezing is that. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Out Not. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And it's, it's in the vocal. So you, you can't place it in the sinuses and you can't really place it in the lungs. So it's between the two. So just to, just to mm. tell you why, why we're picking that particular clinical symptoms for you to use as your get help. Remember I said when the child's calm and you hear that noise and they're breathing in and breathing out. is because that is what we call grade two stridal. Mm. And there are four grades of stridal. And I promise you, you don't want to get to grade three and four if you're not in a hospital. Yes. Absolutely. Even frightens us sometimes. <laughs> so <laughs> I think that's the good point. Because mm. also, like, if those airways close off, they are so swollen that it's exceptionally difficult to get a tube past those airways yes. or past those vocal cords because of the swelling. So the trick about this croup is to react early and to treat early. Because you, you can give medication to slow down the progression, in fact, to, to stop the inflammation. Mm. Mm. Uh, you can't treat the virus. We all understand that from all our previous podcasts. But the number one thing in treating this when the children start to develop that obstructed sound is this is the one of the very few times when you should be giving steroids, cortisone to your child. So systemic steroids. Yes, orally. Yeah. Mm. So some prednisone. So give them prednisone orally. And, we, and that's exactly dose. what we do. Proper dose. And then you can also nebulize them. But now let's be very clear about this nebulizing. You cannot nebulize them with medications that you use for asthma. They do not work. If we're going to nebulize a child who has croup so badly that they need it, we are going to start with adrenaline nebulization, which is not something you're going to have at home. And we would give them the oral prednisone, as we've mentioned. Yes. And in some situations, you may want to nebulize them with nebulized cortisone. Mm. Um, a product called budesonide is the one that we generally use. That's the scientific name for it. Um, but for me, I must say, I'd generally rather go with adrenaline. It works mm, very it's much faster. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and the good news, because there's all been bad news up to now. The good news, <laughs> the good news is that once you've started the prednisone orally, I'm holding, yeah. I'm touching whatever I can touch right now as I'm going to tell you this. In all my years of doing pediatrics, I've never seen a child get worse once you've started the treatment. Mm. Those that are really problematic are like you've <laughs> kind of, it's too late. Yeah. But if you get them in early and you start the treatment, the children respond mm -hmm. and they're generally better in two days from the croupy, brassy yes. cough phase. Mm -hmm. And that's the L. You, would, you mentioned earlier the 
LTB, laryngotracheal bronchitis. So that's the larynx part of it. Yeah. Yeah, well, so what happened with my son is that we started him on Aspilon at night, and we also, I just had adrenaline nibs, as we do at home. <laughs> and but he had to nebulize at my house because he didn't have power. Because of So he had to walk shedding. across the road into my house, and we had to nebulize him at 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> because we stay right next to each other. Not, not, not planned, but we do stay right next to each other. And Simon has solar and battery pack, backup, which is nice. My child did vomit in his driveway, though. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> yes, that's, that's after uh, Kelpo and, and Asplone. But anyway, so he got – and normally they get better during the day. So he was tight at night. He had a slightly rough night. But then in the morning, during the course of the day, he got better. And then again at 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock, he started getting a bit more tight again, as viruses do at night. But we're giving the prednisone uh, every day, once a day. And we carry on doing that for about three to five days. Mm. Generally, three days is enough of the oral mm. prednisone, you said. Yeah. And then just when he was acutely ill, like when it was very tight, just before he went to bed, we nebulized him. But it's very important to know that the nebulizing lasts for about an hour to two hours, the mm. effectiveness. Mm. So it's not going to be something for the whole night unless you have enough time and enough adrenaline at home to nebulize them for the whole night. If that is the case, if they need the adrenaline every one to two hours because of that stridor rather taking to hospital. Yeah. So that's, that's the point. You know, sometimes you can find if it's an e- very early on and they're sounding very brassy and barking and their voice is starting to get a bit of hoarse. Sometimes if you just walk out into the cool night air, it can sometimes help to break it. Mm. Uh, but the point is, remember the description around that breathing when they're calm. And the second point, just to, just to reiterate what Mike is saying, whatever you're trying at home, if it's not working, don't wait. Mm-hmm. I think just to end then, I think we just need to end off with the T and the B, which is the tracheobronchitis. So what yeah. that means is that this virus, like all viruses, when they get into your airway, start at the top and go to the bottom. Mm. So it goes from your larynx to, to your trachea, to your bronchus. And what it means is that after the two or three days of hoarseness, brassy cough, uh, the, and as that improves, the inflammation and the viral infection will move down and cause a wet, productive Flemmy cough. Very hoarse cough. So when that happens, you know you're winning. Mm. Things are getting better. You realize that what the one thing we've not mentioned through all of this is fever because there is no fever with this. It is very, very uncommon to get a fever with this creepy illness. So once it, once it goes from the larynx down to trachea bronchus, it's going to be a wet, flemmy cough that's going to last another two or three days that you can treat just the way we've mentioned about any of the other simple coughs. And then it will pass. Yes, so I think this is slightly different to what my son had because he was actually he had a fever. Yeah, probably above thirty nine, and also his coughing lasted for about two to three weeks. Yeah. So remember, when we talk about croup, I mean there are specific viruses mm. that cause what we're talking about now, specifically croup. Yeah. But lots of the other viruses that mm. cause tracheitis, bronchitis, will also in the f- in, in in the course of the illness. Cause some laryngitis yeah. and creepiness. Yeah. So then absolutely. it's a, a mixture of mm. stuff. All right. I think that's nice and compact. Well, not really compact, but hey, it's complete. Well, it's 11 minutes and 30 <laughs> seconds, so we were a bit verbose, but I think it was yeah. an important topic. If your children have allowed you to, thanks for listening. Thank you. Thanks for listening. If you found this of value, please be sure to sign up to our email list at www.care4kids.co.za. And that's the numeral four. 
and subscribe in your favorite podcast app or follow us on Facebook. At Two Pete in a Podcast. At Two Pete in a Podcast. TWO, not the numerical two. This is our disclaimer. The information we have given you in this podcast is our own personal professional opinion. We're giving it to you for your own information. Please don't use it to treat yourself or to treat anybody else. Rather, go and see your own medical healthcare provider and follow their advice.